This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Well, hello, everybody. What's up? And welcome into the Monday episode of the Bostonian versus the book. He's Dave Sherapan. I'm Matt Peralt back after a big sports weekend parties and fires that we'll talk about here in just one second. Dave, how are you? (laughs) Not on fire. That's good, but uh, good. Stanley Cup over, hell of a series by uh, both teams, and a good result as far as um, I think hockey won. I think that oh. was a really good series. Um, you know, it's, oops, here we go. All right. It was good. It was good. Dave wants you? to talk to the chat. He's very, very <laughs> need to be. No, welcome. I can't. I mean, I'm on two different browsers now. All these <laughs> other things are happening. Just trying to keep the ship on the uh, on the uh, on the water right now. Well, speaking of the water, before we get to sports, we yeah. we have to ask Matt Farah, what in the holy hell happened? Matt Farah goes to the lake, goes to Lake Mead, and the damn thing catches on fire. Not the lake, a boat catches on fire this went viral this became i saw this literally everywhere yeah yes. it was it was pretty gnarly so to, you know, to walk us through this matt what the Fair hell up. happened it looked like you were actually close to this I, we were right next to it it was and it was surprisingly like like it didn't seem like that big of a deal like nobody even stopped what they were doing it was strange <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, we, you know, we park on the beach and we're just hanging out doing our thing. And then we just hear like a, a pop, like a, we didn't really know what it was. And then we look over and, uh, you know, the boat next to us, not right next to us, but close to us was, uh, like there's, you know, some small flames. Dave Farrow runs over there with his fire hydrant and tries to put it out. And then, and then the our fire extinguisher, you mean our, our, yeah. running with a fire hydrant, like it could be kind of wild yeah. <laughs> running, running on the beach with a fire hydrant. <laughs> but then I like, I guess the gas tank, you know, like lit up. So nothing, nothing exploded. Nobody got hurt. Um, but it was, it was pretty gnarly just watching this nice boat melt to the ground. So, so this now, is at what it, time during the day? Nobody on the boat. No, I mean, cause we're, we were beached, you know? So, uh, I mean, it was, you know, afternoon, probably, 12, 1 p.m. Cops come. Uh, they kind of put it out, but there's really nothing they can do because you can't really pour water on gas and it just makes it bigger. So they literally just like, they're like, all right, everyone clear out and just we're just going to kind of watch it melt. <laughs> we're just like, oh, my God. Did goodness. it sink? Uh, we left before. I don't know. Uh, but I I mean, it probably sank and then they probably pulled it out would be my guess. My goodness. Like a helicopter showed up, didn't it? Yep. Helicopter, plane. A uh, couple police boats. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, n- n- nobody got hurt. You know, that's the big thing. So it's all right. But it was definitely a little, uh, little nerve wracking at the time. We're like, whoa, dude, this is gnarly. 
I would love Dave's face. <laughs> I, I, I'm just like, I'm thinking like if we were there with the kids, I mean, I've been there and I've been out with people in houseboats and Lake Mead is awesome for those of you that have never been What's left of it. It's yeah. Fine. I mean, it's I, down. I, that's, 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 that's somewhat media. I mean, it is down noticeably, but I think for the most part, it's pretty much fine. It's pretty deep Ooh. lake. Yeah. I mean, it's a deep lake. But it was a lot deeper. I guess this is, you know, when you look around, Fair, and you see those white rings. Yeah, that's true. That's all true. around. You're like, damn, what, where's all the water going? And it, it is a great lake, though. It's it's really. It nice. is kind of our main source of staying alive. So without that <laughs> lake, there is no Vegas. So it's kind of, it's a little <laughs> nerve wracking when it's at a 200, 200, yeah, 200 year low. It's kind of nerve wracking when we're, <laughs> when it's that low. But yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't know. I, I you sent the thing on Saturday, and I was like, "Dude, are you all right?" And you're like, "Yeah, it was gnarly." Like you kept using that word, and I'm like, "It was gnarly." Uh, the boat was on fire, and you yep. looked like you were literally you could have reached over. Now I know your brother was the fireman trying to put it out. Yeah, before we was, even like, uh, I I made him a video. I don't know if they shared it on their radio show it. this morning, but um, yeah, before we kind of even like grasped what was going on. There goes Dave Farrow running across the beach with a, with a fire extinguisher. And, um, but yeah, as, like as soon as like it touched the gas, you know, it just goes. Stop so, in flames. Jeez. Yeah. Did, so was anybody on the boat that you, when you heard that pop, was anybody on the boat? There was people next to it. You, you know, it's, it's not Sandy beach, but it's, um, it's, it's next to Sandy beach is what it's called. I don't right. know what it's called, but yeah, I mean, okay. you, you, pull up, you know, you can kind of dock, hop out, go play around on the sand. So nobody was uh, physically on the boat when it happened. But uh, wow, from, from what we saw, still... it looked it looked like some it was young people that um like some kids, you know, like in their 20s. It's probably oh, uh, it was a rental boat. I wonder it was either Ooh. a rental boat or I mean, who knows? But it's it's a, it's gone. Oh. Did you know? Did you know you get a DUI on the water? Should you can get a DUI? No, you can. On, you can get a DUI on a horse. Yeah, you, 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 if you're, if you're driving you? anything, anything at all, a bicycle, even I think you can get it. So, like, I I love the show Ozark, and one of the reasons why I love the show Ozark is because I used to go when I was living in Omaha and living in Des Moines. We would go to the Lake of the Ozarks, and so I've been around there a ton. But there is a place called Party Cove, which is Lake Mead doesn't really have the same the same situation because it's sort of like all spread out. You can go any, anywhere you want on Lake Mead, but Lake of the Ozarks has like this party cove. Playboy called it the number one party spot in the Midwest. They did like the, they ranked like the number one, like top 10 places to party in the Midwest. And Party Cove was the what was was the from on on Lake of the Ozarks was 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 picked for it. And like the police just sit like you have to go into this inlet and they all everyone ties their boats together. And then as you come out there's like you have to pass through this like very narrow passageway to get out to the main lake. And the cops just sit there <laughs> and they just pull people over and they breathalyze people like crazy and you get arrested. Like my friend wasn't luckily wasn't drunk, but we had been drinking and he was driving and they pulled us over. They breathalyzed him. He was under the legal limit, luckily. But I was like, it was my big lesson of like, wait, you can get a DUI for driving a boat. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's the same exact blood alcohol level as operating a car. Oh, <laughs> so that was a very big lesson. Yeah. So whenever I'm out on Lake Mead, I, I always have that in the back of my mind going like a cop can pull you over like they do on the street and oh, yeah. they can breathalyze. Uh, we, we had it. We had our DD. So <laughs> yeah, it's news. I, I still just can't believe it. I mean, like <laughs> people are asking in the chat, how does that even happen? I, 
I don't know. I, would you, P. Roll? Would you run to the fire with <laughs> the fire extinguisher? I would have, I mean, if I had one, I mean, it's great that, so just everyone knows Matt's brother is Dave Fair from, from the David Mahoney morning show. That's a syndicated morning show based out of Vegas, but they're in a bunch of different markets. So that's who Matt's brother. So if I had a fire with you, like Dave, yeah, you run over and just see if you can stop it before it gets to the gas tank. Right. And once it hits the gas tank, like Matt was saying, you're done. Like that, that thing turns into an inferno right. and you've got oil and gas everywhere. And the problem is it goes into the water. It, that so was, like, that was the part. That's why we were like, all right, we should leave, dude. Yeah, and like, I mean, and it just we, contaminates I, I the entire I, area. I don't think we were in danger because, um, like the the tank wasn't like it has to be combustible to explode. You know what I mean? Like the the tank had a hole in it, so like the gas was kind of pouring out, but it wasn't like you know that's how that's what makes it explode is if, if it's combusted. So it wasn't like a, right. It wasn't. But like you get oil slicks. Of, I mean, of a, oil oil can like, oil can get out of the out of the engine. It can go into the water, and then it could slide over to your boat, and then the oil catches fire. Like you want to get away from it. Um, you know, you guys are on a, 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 a you're on top of a of, of a boat with which is being driven by a combustible product. Yes. Like you don't want to be near that. <laughs> you don't even want to play around with that. But the water makes the whole. That's the problem with it. That's why I asked it to sink. Cause it sinks and you get this oil. But it, it really was. Did like, it smell Farah? Not really. Sh- I mean, the smoke was, was no super, sh- super black and like, but it wasn't, no, I couldn't really smell much. And it, it people really, were saying it, you could see it from miles away. Like oh, the you smoke could. was so, I mean, yeah, so like, high and so thick. You could see it from miles away. You could see the boat on fire. Yeah. Once we got back to like, towards like where we came from, we, we could still see it like in the distance. Um, but it, it was strange how like nobody really like seemed to react like it, like it just didn't seem like it, it was almost normal. Like, it, you know, everyone's just kind of like, I mean, oh, but think about oh, it though. Oh, that's you're driving down, cool. <laughs> if you're driving down 215 and you see a car that's on fire, what do you do? Right. Keep just driving. Keep, just keep going. <laughs> like, yes, I mean, it's not even like minus 8,000. <laughs> yeah. You keep yeah. driving. You just keep driving. Like no one stops. So it's kind of the same thing. It's like, is my boat in trouble? No. Is that my friend's boat? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was, it was, you know, obviously it was a gnarly fire, but it was pretty contained. Like they, I was, I was amazed how quick, like a fire boat got out there. Like as soon as those flames got real, you heard sirens and there's like boats all around. I'm like, where did the, where's there a fire station? Where did these guys even come from? But huh. yeah, they, they, they locked it down quick. It was, it was good. Yeah, the helicopter was, it doesn't was like happen that. that often. So when they get a call, there's a boat on fire and it's like, Woo! Like right. let's go. go. Like we yeah. got let's go time. There's a boat on fire. And then <laughs> holy shit. Yeah, the helicopter in depots. I, I was like, where did the helicopter come from? Like that was I was surprised. I was like, damn, they like mobilized everyone. Air Force, Navy, everybody came flying out for that thing. Yep. So well, glad you're okay. That that was that was a fun little harrowing experience for you over the week over the weekend the, the worst thing that happened to me was i got sunburned so i think i think very uh, i think very selfishly i think very selfishly we made it out all right so yeah and, and, and like <laughs> I said, it's, it's important to point out nobody got hurt it was a you right. know somebody lost their boat which sucks but it was what nobody got hurt so the obligatory vegas joke is they probably had the lightning well let's go into that colorado wins their third stanley cup championship nathan mckinnon is now a stanley cup champion they get it done in game number six not a good outcome for the books most books had a lot of liability the avalanche were the odds on favor to win the cup pre preseason and then pretty much the entire year going into the series they were the big favorites Winning it in five, six, or seven was very popular bets. 
What's your takeaway from the lightning losing Colorado raising the cup and dropping the cup, by the way, and denting the cup last night during the celebration. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> I saw Nikki's tweet. It was so funny. I saw it happen live. I was like, oh, no, they just messed it up. He didn't even get to hold it yet. And <laughs> supposedly um, it's a very common thing. The denting of the cup is a very is. common thing. So yeah. they're well equipped on how to fix it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they just, yeah. They, it's just like, you know, when you get a ding in the, in the fender or something and there's people, these dent wizard people that just zap it out, they right. fix the cup. Um, someone asked me uh, earlier this morning on a show, you know, how do you make the odds for next year? It's pretty simple. You, take this team that won mm-hmm. and you put them at the top and the team that lost to them is usually the second team. And then you just work the odds from there. But <laughs> not know, what happened. Yeah. You have to put Toronto up there. You have to put Florida up there. And then Tampa's listen, Tampa was dogs to them the whole way. It was an impressive run. It's hard to win three in a row. Mm. Um, and they lost, you know, two overtime games. And a one goal game. I mean, it's. Just, Do you have any problem with the non call on the second goal? No. Boy, it's a bad miss. It's a bad miss. What middle, was? middle, middle of the ice. The miss I mean, trip. It was pretty. It was pretty blatant. It is, and it could be a penalty, but the fact that it's not is what was expected. I mean, both goals for both goals for the Avalanche were tough. <laughs> the first goal was split second. Did Paul touch the puck on the delayed penalty? I mean, Lightning were really adamant that he did. When was it? When did the arm go up? It was basically like a split second bang bang thing where the 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 puck got touched, arm went up. Paul didn't touch it a second time, which would have killed the play on the delayed uh, penalty. They score a goal on a crazy short-sided McKinnon laser. Gets a goal there. Blocker almost got there just a couple of inches too high, and it goes yeah. underneath and in. And then the second goal, you know, Brendan Merrill gets whacked, gets tripped, upended. And then you've got a th- three-on-two, turns into a two-on-one, and then bam, two-one final. It's right there. Like, they're, 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 all of that notwithstanding, I was so impressed with the third period that the Avalanche played. Defensively, they were incredible. Yeah. I mean, Tampa couldn't get the puck to the net at all. They had pressing, trying to get a goal down one and couldn't get a shot on goal, let alone a real scoring chance. Yeah, it looked like game two. The third period looked like game two to me, where basically one team was fresh. One team was defensively ready to go. And another team was just trying to figure out a way to pull out a miracle. Like it there just, wasn't, yeah, was, a, there was, there was, I mean, they could even, even when it was six on five and they pulled. Uh, yeah, they, when, yeah, I know that was like the only time they only, they had a little pressure, but nothing sustained and nothing that you, you, you I mean, like the, the puck, like you mentioned, the puck could never got to Darcy Kemper, like forget nope. challenging him. It never got there. They were just stopping it every time. And did a really good job defensively. And I mean, in his defense, too, he was the big question mark going in. He got pulled from a game. And I thought he played great. Mm-hmm. Like the last, you know, the last couple games. I mean, he's been really good. He was really good. So um I don't know. It was it was it was fun to watch. It was fun to see. Like, I mean, 
Makar is so good. Makar is just one of those guys where, you know, you know, you sit back and watch as a hockey guy, you're just like, damn. He His is. resume now, I mean, oh. national champion at UMass, Stanley Cup champion with Colorado. I mean, he's starting to put together one of those resumes where you're like, this guy North could go down as one of the winner. Yeah. This guy could Con go down Smythe as one of the Con Smythe, right. This guy yeah. could go down as one of the one of the best defensemen to play the game. I mean, he's youngest, got that type of third youngest ever to win it. Um, you know, and the other two are Bobby Orr and Serge Savard, who are Hall and of Bobby Orr is one of his idols. That's yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's it is uh it was fun to see. And then like I I literally watch that every year, those guys getting the cup. And I the NHL did a a really good, you know, commercial years ago that where they hand them the cup and they say, how do you feel? Or, you know, or, or can you describe your thing? You know, your, everything in your mind right now. And they're always like, it was one minute commercial of guys stammering, stuttering, almost crying, being unable to voice, you know, what they've done and watching McKinnon try to explain it to Emily Kaplan right after was just, it, 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 it reminds me why I love sports so much. Cause you know how hard it is to get there. You know how hard it is to, to put in the work, to have the opportunity to win it and get your name on that thing. And called out your it, boy. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, out a, Sid. that's Sid. a cool thing, right? You know, <laughs> I, I, I was drunk. I was the drunkest guy at two of Sid's parties. Sid better be drunkest, drunkest guy at mine. Right. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And that's, it, it's fun. And even, um, even Jess said to me, like, while we were watching, she's like, is it really that big a deal where the, the, you know, cause she could see me watching it and she's like, is it that big a deal? I'm like, it's the ultimate, like they can never take that away from me. I mean, that guy, uh, Johnson, 12 years in a league and he finally won a Stanley cup. Like that's who you end up playing for while you're mm. doing it for yourself. And there's no better feeling. So I, I enjoyed it. I mean, you know, now it's baseball season officially, officially. Yeah. Yeah. So Tampa, Tampa goes back to back and then loses in the cup finals. Yes. So, you know, what do you do with Tampa? I mean, it feels like this is the beginning of the end of their run of their, of their dominance. It feels Fair? like it's the beginning of the end. Yeah. Like they've got a lot of free agents They've got a lot of questions going into next year. Like it's really hard in the salary cap era to it sustain is. this and not lose guys, not be in salary cap jail. Like it just feels like they went for it one more time. They made a bunch of big trades at the deadline, got a bunch of different guys that came in. They made the cup finals, incredible, incredible three-time Eastern conference champions. But I don't know. It feels like they're going to lose a bunch of pieces. I don't know. I don't even, I haven't even, approach the subject yet i want to see uh you know the parade and let everybody enjoy that and then go from there it's hard to stay together in the nhl um i mean the odds makers i've already spoken they're, they, i mean they're 10 to 1 yeah so it's, it's just third choice fourth choice you just put it up um the good thing is that the core i mean vasilevsky's not going anywhere. Hmm. Stammer's not going anywhere. Another year older for him. Mm 
but I don't. Did think you see Kucherov what Kucherov was doing in the last twenty seconds of that game last night? You see that video yet? Uh huh. Really weird. So he was twenty. You know how the puck got sent down all the way with like yeah. twenty seconds left and basically like killed the game. Yeah. Kucherov goes over to the bench and starts throwing his gloves. He throws his stick. He throws his gloves like he just starts having like a temper tantrum right on the sideline, right, right on the sidelines. Cause he knew the game was over. He knew they weren't going to score and he was just absolutely furious. Well, and that's the thing right where it's probably certain guys know that they may not be back. And that's that moment of like, just, you know, yeah. throwing stuff down and going, man, we got so close. We just didn't do it. I don't know. He played He played well. I mean, obviously, he was hurt a little bit. but he, Everybody. I mean, both teams were so banged up. There were so many injuries. It's one of the weirdest things about when after, you know, you hear this guy's going for surgery mm-hmm. for a broken foot. You're like, a broken foot? He played 22 minutes a game every game. You know, another guy's getting surgery on a on a torn labrum on a shoulder or something. And you're like, oh. I'm not sure oh. how much money you'd have to give me to take a hundred mile per hour puck on my skate. Did you like, see Landis Scott get his skate blade snapped off? Knocked off? Yeah. And then, and then how he got off the ice too. I mean, that was, I think McKinnon was the one dragging him physically, dragging him off the ice. And you that was a big deal. Stand up. Yeah, you can't stand up. Yeah. You literally cannot stand up when, you, when that happens. I've only seen that happen in person one other time. And I mean, we were dying laughing because the, the dude had to like crawl over. He tried to stand up, fall, stand up, fall. And then, you know, you can't really stand on one leg. Right. Because there's no stride. You can't stride to even get going. So you had to crawl over to the bench. My skate's broken. Blah, blah. Oh, it's just, it was crazy. You just see so much stuff. But uh, it was, it's, it's like I said, it's officially baseball season now. There's a name, a team on this list with FanDuel that I just have to get your take on because the Vegas Golden Knights have the same odds to win the Stanley Cup as the Lightning and the Florida Panthers. Yeah, what is that? Do you believe that? That Vegas is 10 to 1? Well, they have to be. They draw a lot of bets and we're here. No, it's FanDuel though. I mean... FanDuel's not here. I know, but it's the they're looking at the same numbers. So you're saying the Vegas books putting up 10 to one on the golden Knights influences FanDuel to put their line at 10 to one. I'm not saying anything. I'm saying it could be the case. Okay. Just, Cause I, just, I, I looked at that this morning and I was like, who's drinking on a Monday morning? Like what the hell is going on? How are the Tampa? Like, wait, how are the lightning, the two time, three time Eastern conference champion and two time Stanley cup champion. How are they the same odds as the Vegas golden Knights who didn't make the playoffs? <laughs> like yeah, that wait, doesn't what? matter. That doesn't matter. That's New head coach, Bruce Cassidy, but I mean, yeah. okay. Well, I mean, I don't know who else in the West jumps out off the page, right? I mean, it's Colorado and everybody else. There's I mean, but, it's, but I, so, okay, so it's five to one to ten to one, but yeah. then Calgary is eighteen, Minnesota is eighteen, Edmonton's twenty. St. Louis is 25. Uh, the Kings are 35. It's a lot. That's a big difference. Yeah, it's a huge five difference. To but 10, t- but five to 10, 10 to 18. Is, I don't know. I, I, I would, I would, I assume that Vegas would have been the same category as like the Calgary Flames or the Minnesota Wild. 
as like 18 to one, 20 to yeah, one. But, but the Knights draw a lot more action than those teams. So it's not, so it's I just mean, simply playing defense by the book. Yeah. It's just put up a number. I mean, it's probably legitimately 15 to one. Right. I was at 20. I mean, they missed the playoffs. But I mean, comparatively in the West, they're not going to miss the playoffs again, perception-wise. They got a coach. Yes, that's true. They're going to sign a goalie, most likely, maybe. Who knows? (laughs) They better. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's not based on anything more than who else can you put ahead of them. You can't put Calgary, Minnesota. You can't put Edmonton. Can you? I mean, like, who would be your second choice? Edmonton? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, and, yeah. and they're 20 to 1. I think Vegas and Edmonton, are, I think we're on the same. If I'm talking about what happens next season, I think, I mean, they have McDavid. Vegas doesn't. Correct. <laughs> so, like, But I mean, Vegas. Yeah, they have Mike Smith, but Vegas doesn't have a goaltender either. So Vegas has equal problems with their goaltending. So it's like, you know. But Vegas has Eichel. Vegas has Stone coming back. Like there's a lot of, they had a lot of injuries. Oh, yeah, so I can sure. see the thinking, like everything that went, could have gone bad did. True. So is that going to happen again? Or, you know, so odds wise, you have to put Vegas ahead of those Canadian teams. You're just going to take way more bets on them. I can't wait. Vegas versus Colorado coming up is going to be so much fun when the abs come to Vegas. Yeah. Because the, the, this is this is a really we've talked about this before, but here in Vegas, this is a very important year for a variety of reasons. Because the Raiders might be really good, and if they are, that's going to really impact attendance for the Golden Knights. But now that a team in your geographical region, your rival, you've beaten them in the playoffs before, they've got the cup now. They're the cup champions. They did what you couldn't do. You got to the cup finals. You couldn't get the deal. You know, seal the deal. Avalanche did. Right. Oh, that's going to be a fun. That's going to be a fun game, a fun series to watch. Oh, yeah. I mean, I got to be honest, I'm not even even coming close to thinking about that right now. (laughs) There's no, I don't even, I'm still reveling. October is like tomorrow, Dave. Like hockey, the the offseason is quick. Yeah, we're going to have, we'll be talking about Kyrie being a Laker soon and all this other stuff. Like he has to Wednesday. We'll go back to the back burner. He has to Wednesday, by the way, Kyrie Irving has to Wednesday. Would you play, would you play for the Nets for 36 million or would you play for the Lakers for six? That's that's his his choice. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. 36 million versus six. His player option is he can, he can opt in, take the $36 million player option, or he can take the mid-level exception and go play for the Lakers for 6 million. (laughs) Do you leave 30 million on the table to go play with LeBron? Make them pay that money. Well, then you're stuck. Then then I'll I'll make you play with, then they're going to make you play. You just put on the fat suit like Harden did and get traded. <laughs> you can't get traded. You not with 36 million. You won't get traded. It's too big. So he can leave if he wants to leave. And then Kevin Durant gets traded. And then that's where Jalen Brown, all eyes are on Jalen Brown in Boston. Because his $25 million contract has got to go to the Nets to get Kevin Durant. Told when they wouldn't get rid of Brown. I didn't think so, but I mean, I, I did the trade. I went through the whole trade thing. You can trade computer, Marcus Smart and 
uh, Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant works. Would you do that? Nets wouldn't do that. I would do it. Yeah, I would do if, it in a second. If you were Boston, you would do that. I would do that. Yes. It's Kevin Durant. Yes. <laughs> he's the best. He's the best player in the league. Go get Kevin Durant. Yes. How many championships he got again? Two. Who'd he get them with? The Warriors. Go back and beat them in the finals. Rematch it, run it back, and go beat the team that you have been said that, oh, we did it before you. We did it after you. We didn't need you. Okay. Boston's the perfect place for him. I love Jalen Brown, but Kevin Durant and Jason Tatum together is ridiculous. I'm surprised by you. Oh, he's Durant has like five years left in the league. Yeah, I, I do. The, if you can get Kevin Durant, you go, you go get Kevin Durant. Like you, you don't turn down one of the all time greats. I think Dave is just sad that hockey's over. I, no, I, I can't believe he's saying it's fair. I can't believe. I he's told you this it. last week. This is, this is the rumor. Jalen Brown liked. A tweet. I know it's the rumor. He liked a tweet yesterday saying Jalen Brown is disrespected so badly by Celtics fans. Jalen Brown liked a tweet like that. So he's watching. He's paying attention. He, I mean, he's not happy with it because, I mean, arguably, he was the one that kept them in that series. Tatum disappeared. Ship him out for KD, who didn't win anything his whole career until he went to join Steph and Clay. I mean, it's tough to say he didn't win anything his whole career. He's playing in Oklahoma City. What are you I mean, talking about? They had the team. They didn't win. He he had the team. In the Western they Conference. Were, they didn't win. They were yeah, the odds-off I mean, favorite, constantly being the odds-off oh, favorite. I mean, with the what Nets, has he won? Well, that's because he was with Kyrie with the Nets. That's a whole different story. What has never... he won? Two rings. As a supporting cast member. Dave, come on, dude. Kevin Durant was a supporting cast member. He was the MVP of the series. What are you talking about? Okay. <laughs> Kevin Durant was not a supporting cast member of the championship runs for the Warriors. He they was won. the number one option. Okay. He was. He was the number one scoring option on that team. How many did they win teams. without him? Two. How many Kevin win without them? Well, now up to this point, no. up to this point, how many did they win up to this point? Answer is, the is, is his career over? His career's not over. His career's not over, but how many did Kevin Durant win without them? Answer the question. Zero so far. You want that guy? Yes. And you're going to blow up that young team. Yes. The young coach. Yes. And you think they're going to win it all? Yes. They will be the odds on favorite to win it all. Kevin Durant goes to Boston. They will be the number one option. Number one bet option. The odds on favorite. They made the play in game. Yes. But there's a variety of reasons for that. Okay. Boston has a legitimate coach. Bunch of injuries happened to that Nets team and no Kyrie. Look, I'd keep Marcus smart before I'd keep Jalen Brown. I mean, somebody has to go. Someone's got, I mean, you wouldn't. It, so the, the rumor was smart Brown and two or three first round picks, which Boston doesn't care about their first round picks anyway. So they make the trade in two seconds for that. But the question it, it's going to hurt if, you, if you're going to give up somebody for Jalen Brown, I'm sorry for Kevin Durant, it's going to hurt. And Jalen Brown would hurt. There's no debate in there, but it's Kevin Durant. <laughs> like, I mean, they got the game six of the finals. Right. And then Kevin Durant <laughs> wins it. Blow it up. And Kevin, it's not blowing it up. It's making a move. It's making one upgrade. 
They play the same position, basically. Okay. Oh, it's not even. I don't. It, this, I this mean, is there's, there's the odds breaker in the book. I just let the bets come in. That's fine. Okay. That ain't the big three. That's the big two. And does the that smart stunt stay or go? Tatum's smart, gro- growth. No, it helps him a ton. He does. Not, Tatum's KD's helped a lot of players grow. Sure, yes. He has, of course. What teammates of his have gone on to be? Russell Westbrook, James Harden. Russell Westbrook was good before him. James Harden. James Harden. What has he won? I'm just curious. Let me think. Hold on. Is, is James Harden a Hall of Famer? Is he? Yes. Really? Oh my. Yes. <laughs> James a Harden's Hall of Hall Famer. James Harden's a Hall of Famer. Yes. Yes. In the okay. NBA, yes. His numbers are sick. Are psychotic. His triple doubles are psychotic. Like he puts up insane numbers. You might say, "What he has? What has he won?" Fine, but in terms of a basketball talent, the guy's incredible. There's no question about that. So who is who is he played with? He made them made them better. He was on a team with two players that became. I don't know what I don't know how I feel about Westbrook and calling him a Hall of Famer, but the numbers are ridiculous with Russell Westbrook. His numbers are better than Harden's. What are you talking about? Well, not scoring wise, but overall, yeah. Right. His re- I, I still think his rebound numbers are jacked up and fake, but his assist numbers are legitimate. Aren't jacked up and fake? They let him rebound the, the basketball. Go watch. I've watched, I've watched videos of him in order to break the triple-double record. They let him get the rebounds. They basically let guys clear out, and they let Westbrook rebound the basketball to juice up his rebound numbers. <laughs> it's true. It happens. So points and rebounds, points and assists, yes, I'll give it to you. Rebound numbers with Westbrook, I kind of like that. Eh. But it's fine. They're good players. Harden's a good, Harden, amazing player. Westbrook, an amazing player. I think you're way down on Kevin Durant for some reason. I just don't know how that's going to fly in Boston. What do you mean? All we do is team. love superstar. You can't, he rides in on a red carpet with flowers being thrown on him. You ain't in there no more. You're in oh, Vegas. I, dude, I'm a Bostonian talking to Boston people. I know what Kevin Durant showing up in Boston would be like. There will be some people that would be like, oh, you're giving up Jalen Brown because some people love Jalen Brown. But the majority of people are going to see Kevin Garnett coming in in 2008 and saying, okay, let's go. Paul Pierce, life, lifetime Celtic, bring in the big three. Yeah. He had Paul Pierce and Ray Ray. Yep, and he'll have Jason Tatum, and we'll see what the third option may be. I mean, it could be Al Horford. It Al could Horford. be a different player. Could be a different player coming in. And look, I'm don't discount Robert Williams and what he is turning into as a player. So, I mean, he's already a top 10 big man defensively. He could turn into top five or top three next year after his surgery and his knee gets better. There's so many more pieces on Boston's team than there is on Brooklyn's team. But Kyrie has to leave first. Kyrie leaves, then the Nets might be inclined to bro- to blow it up. Brad Stevens leave? would blow it up to get Kevin Durant. They don't leave. They got to pay him $36 million and keep everything together? Correct. And they suck again. Yeah. Why would they suck again? You just because think he's going to go to Boston to win a championship. Why wouldn't they? Aren't they the odds on favorite if they all stay in Brooklyn? Who's all? There's only two KD, players. All you need is KD and, and Kyrie. That's not true. It's like saying all you need is Steph Curry and Clay. All Thompson. you need is KD and Tatum up in Boston. That's not. Bo- you think that's all Boston has? 
Well, no, but you just said that that's if he goes there, he's the final piece. Correct. Peace. Yes. They need a killer. What happened in the fourth quarter? They don't have a killer. They need someone to give me the ball. Let me go win a championship. So if Kyrie stays and KD stays, Mm -hmm. they sign a bunch of people again, and they're going to go come play with KD. Right. We're going to, we're going to roll the ball out. Nash is coaching, but we got it. We'll figure it out. That's a problem. 30 odds on favor. Because the betting public will jump off a cliff. They won't look at the full roster. The Nets' full roster was flawed. Harris getting hurt was a big deal. They lost their three-point shot. They lost their weapon on the outside. So teams were able to collapse down. They didn't really have a big man that was playing defense. Like a bunch of offensive big men, but not defensive big men. Nets are a flawed team. With or without Kyrie, with or without KD, they're a flawed team. They're Boston's. nine to one right now to win it all. Celtics are six to one. Makes sense. Milwaukee's six to one. They should be higher. Why? They're all coming back. Right. They should be and they're a team. Or I should be sorry, lower. Excuse me. It should be a lower. They should be four to one, three to one. Milwaukee's the team to beat in the East next year, in my mind. Really? Yeah. Middleton's injury was significant as to why Boston beat them. As long as Middleton comes back healthy. So Boston and them are the same odds. You disagree with that? Boston, Milwaukee right now? Yeah, it's both six to one. Right now, I agree with it, but Middleton's injury is still a question. So let's see after the surgery and in rehab. He's coming back. He's fine. He has to have MCL surgery. It's like a blip now on the radar for these guys. Okay, it's still a knee. It's still knee surgery. Let's see what as long as Middleton comes back and everything goes right, the knee doesn't have, have any other structural damage, and he comes back and he's healthy and good to go. Yes, I think the Met, the, the Bucks should be higher favorites than Boston. Hmm. Okay, they have a killer. They have Giannis. Boston doesn't have a killer. He got one championship mm-hmm. because he's a killer. It's only one less than KD. Right. So what's the point? I don't know. I I, <laughs> I I I don't I don't see what you see in Kevin Durant with with KD going to Boston without keeping all the help. One or two, yeah. I don't. I don't. I mean. Who do you want know. taking a shot in the fourth quarter with the game on the line? Marcus Smart or Kevin Durant? I don't want Marcus Smart shooting in the fourth quarter. <laughs> okay, so I that's mean, the like, point. I don't know why they didn't establish that. Because they that don't have a killer. The, that's my Miami point. series. They, they don't have a killer. shooting the ball in the fourth quarter. Right, but he wants to be the killer. He wants to be the big ball guy. You know, he wants to be the guy running, running through. I'm big ball guy. Uh-uh. <laughs> that's what he wants to be. And it just... Offseason is the best. It's it's unbelievable because it's going to be wild. Because if he goes to if he goes to the Lakers, if Kyrie goes to the Lakers, oh god, I, that's what I hope happens. I just want to see that because so, then the content will be just tremendous. So they tremendous. have to move one uh, or both of the players, and it's Kyrie and LeBron, and who else is out? So like Anthony Davis could play with them. They would probably they could probably have the big three there, but Westbrook's out. Westbrook has no plans of going anywhere. <laughs> so you can't play with all four of them with one basketball. It doesn't work. So 
I mean, Kyrie and Russell Westbrook in the same locker room would be must Fantastic. see TV. Like oh just put God. a camera in there and Please. watch these two dudes talk to each other. Oh. And, just, and then you have a first year head coach who oh. is going to have to try to corral all these personalities. How are you going to do that? How are you going to do that? And you have a pissed off LeBron because all LeBron is hearing is the clock. Tick, 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 tick. And he's going to be more and more frustrated because he doesn't want to play with a bunch of babies and doesn't want to play, you know, trying to put this puzzle together is very difficult when you're facing a team like the Warriors. <laughs> it's, it's like a shell game. It's so tough to move it together. This and that. Forget about a puzzle. I, I, I hope he goes there. I just think that we'll from a content perspective, about. it couldn't be better. Cause then it's the press conference alone of like, you bad melt the brawn for so long. You and the brawn kind of made up, but you were really angry about the way things ended. Now you're back. <laughs> I, just, I just can't wait. Yeah, it would be, it, it'll be something else. Uh, all right. Let's talk some baseball. This fight between the angels and the Mariners yesterday was a throwback. We haven't seen one of these. This was not like one of those hold me back, hold me back. Tough guy fights. Like, this no. was a straight up bench clearing brawl that took minutes to get separated. Like this yeah. was a real fight between these two teams yesterday. That was no joke. Um, yeah. And I haven't gotten deeper into it yet. I'm going to this afternoon, but like there's some real animosity there. There's some real, like something was going on. That just wasn't like, you know, a hot day. It got to somebody like that was planted. That pitch was planted right on his ass through fastball right at him for a reason. Winker just went like he it, wanted. It's weird, though, because Winker didn't charge the mound. He charged the, the dugout. Yeah. So yeah, like he was angry about getting hit, but he was more angry at whoever called the code red. Right. Exactly. And now. um I mean, I can't wait for these two teams to play. <laughs> like that's it's, it's already thirty-five and forty, and thirty-four and forty. So, yeah. two teams under five hundred, trying to figure out who they are. They're twelve games and eleven and a half games back of Houston, and they just <laughs> went bonkers on each other yesterday. Eight players got to got ejected. Suspensions are coming. <laughs> Before anyone else sees it, somebody saw it in the chat. It says wild fight in angles versus Mariners game. Oh, the wow. They misspelled it. Angels. So, and that was in the rundown incorrectly. So hashtag <laughs> not Farrah's fault. I wrote so that. Get, so yes, P. Ralt is doing a hundred things in the morning in preparation for the show. <laughs> in addition to the rundown, I saw it in the rundown. I said, oh. Oh, so you don't, don't I, you don't fix it. By no. the way, it, it's misspelled on the rundown, but it's also misspelled. Um, that's really funny. So on the ESPN news service, did they spell it A N G E? Oh yeah. The E and the L's are flipped. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Okay. You wrote angles. 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 I thought you had an angle on the fight. (laughs) That's when I saw it. I was like, I'm going to ask him about the angle. That's great. And then it's, it is. Jesse Winker, uh, Julio Rodriguez and JP Crawford got in, got ejected. Uh, Rasail Inglesias, Andrew Wentz, Ryan Temper also tossed from the game. It was, As I mean, ump, like when it gets to that point, you do have to just throw everybody out. Yeah. Like that was heated. There were guys throwing, I mean, 
They were throwing punches. Like well, there was so there. Eric Swanson hit Mike Trout in the head in the ninth on inning Saturday. on Saturday night. Yeah. And Mike Trout was furious about it. Yeah. So the umps gathered and then uh, there was a, I guess he, someone got hit and then there was a warning to both dugouts. Right. And then the opener, because here we go with Andrew Wentz, who's an opener, second inning, said top of the second inning, gets just turns order. to turn and just fire at Winker. He gets the order from the skip. You got to throw at him. And it's an uncomfortable, I mean, like I've heard guys talk about this. You want to stay in the big leagues? Throw at this guy. Make sure you hit him. And he has to do it. And that's why the batter, Singer, he went right Winger. to the dugout. Yeah. Yeah. Winger went right to the dugout. Like when I watched it again, I was like, oh, well, he knew that that kid didn't. Yeah. Right. It, wasn't on his own. it wasn't Wentz. Winker knew that it was, it was ordered by service. And right. he was like, all right, I'm coming after you. Yeah. And then it turned into like, because the, the umpires were holding back Winker from going to the dugout and he busted through. And by the time he had busted through, that's when the Angels dugout had all come out. And then the bullpens came in and then it was, you know, we're going to play the feud and just here we go. And it was a full on <laughs> play the feud. Yeah. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Punches being thrown. I mean, I love watching baseball players who don't know how to fight punch because I saw numerous times guys punching like that, <laughs> like oh, just no, throwing down. Oh yeah. Really? Go watch it. You just see guys who are just like punching like, like kids at a schoolyard. Like it's just, they, they, it's all emotion. They, they have no idea what's going on. They're scared to death. They don't know when, who's coming out of where. And then one of the dudes, I, don't, I forget who was it, but picked up the entire thing of the sunflower seeds and chucked the sunflower seeds onto the field. And yeah, <laughs> which is mad. I don't get really why you do that, but okay. Make a mess. Just trying to make it difficult for somebody like just making it mad, mad. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um, it's, it's funny. I saw over the weekend, a Lloyd McClendon, temper tantrum where he took the bag home like he literally <laughs> I missed the first base out <laughs> of the of the hole and walked home with it walked, yeah. passed home into the dugout just took the base and I'm like and that was a really good one like I remember it when it happened because the pirates were bad and I still like the, the guys who cover the plate with dirt yeah well I, now I know what they're saying like they were probably saying look I'm just going to cover it because you haven't seen it all night. Like, I'm oh, just going right. to cover it for you. Like, there's there's a comment with it. Right. The actions, it's great. So, it's, not, it's not mic'd up. We don't know what's being said. But the oh, umpire te- the, the umpire versus manager temper tantrums are so fun when it's just certain personalities. Just well, and they're, but they've gone away. That's yes. the problem. Because right? baseball wants them to go away. Yeah, now they got replay, and then they came. Well, replay, COVID too. Right? Remember, like that, it was it was during COVID. They said you cannot argue in front of an umpire, and that kind of stayed. Where like they don't want you face to face screaming at an umpire. Well, they don't they don't have to anymore. They, they right. review the call, and then they get it right or they get it wrong, and then you just move on. There's no right. There's no even discussion to try to get a guy to change a call, or- unless you're Angel Hernandez, who still is missing tons of calls. Play at first base. Over the weekend, it was so blatantly out, and he called him safe. And it was like everyone on the planet thinks this guy's out, except for Angel Hernandez, who called him safe. So that's when you got to ask for help. 
supposed or to ask for get help, help ask, yourself. It, it, like, don't ask for help. He needs to ask get the help. second base umpire. He saw it. Right. Ask the home plate umpire. He saw it. I'm going to have to make you go to the review, and you're going to see it. Like, and then it, the worst is when the backup, when the review doesn't overturn the call. Right. And you're just like, why we even have this? That's a whole other discussion. So the Yankees nearly get no hit again yesterday. Yeah. They get no hit by the Astros with a combination on sun on Saturday. On Saturday. Yeah. They go 15 innings without getting a hit. One of the yeah. longest stretches in their franchise history mm-hmm. without getting a hit. And yet they still win the game six, three yesterday in extra innings. <laughs> like they almost get no hit. And yet you get a three run bomb extra innings walk off. Maybe it's their year. You think? I mean, I mean, it's dumb. They have 50 wins already. How many times do we have to see it to, to just like they're minus 1,200 to win the division today <laughs> on Fandle? It was minus 210 like three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, what I mean, have you resigned to the fact that the Red Sox have the best record in baseball in June? They're 19 and four. And they can't win a division? Um, I think baseball has diminished the winning of the division so much that it doesn't really matter anymore. So, like, yeah, I like the fact that the Red Sox would win the division. That's good. You, there, there's a benefit for it. But because of the extra wild card now, because of the way this whole thing is done, I don't know. I don't feel like there's a gigantic loss. If you're hot in September and October, I don't think it really matters who wins the division. There's no hotter team in baseball than the than the Red Sox. Mm-mm. It's been it's been fun to watch. Um, and at the same time, I look at the standings every day and I'm like, they don't make up any ground. It's nope. it it's is it annoying? No, because of the way baseball has diminished the importance of the division. So you're not annoyed by it at all. Ten years ago, I'd be furious about it. I'd be like, when there was, if there was one wild card or the wild card game, like I liked the wild card game because I felt like it actually was a punishment for getting into it. Or you could be really good, have home field, play one game and lose because the Yankees were elite. Baseball decided, well, that's not really fair. Let's make sure that the Red Sox, if they're playing really well, and, and they just they got down too far in April and May, so they couldn't make it up. Let's make sure the Red Sox can stick around for a while. Mm. I don't like I don't like the expansion of the postseason at all by baseball. They're watering it down way too much. Man, but the owners make all the money in the playoffs. Sound like that guy yelling at the cloud. No, I mean, okay. When when do the owners take when do the owners take all money? When do the owners keep a hundred percent of the revenue? Playoffs. So it makes more sense to have a longer playoffs. (laughs) So the game itself, it doesn't matter about the game. It just matters about let's make as much money as we can with TV revenue and playoffs because TV revenue revenue comes in the highest during the playoffs. TV audiences are the largest during the playoffs. It all works for owners during the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So you just water it down and water it down and water it down. And we haven't seen it yet. We'll see what the the one seed, the Yankees are going to be the one seed and we'll see if that's a good thing. And is there a big benefit for having, you know, the one buy 
Or is it going to be a team that gets hot out of the wild card and goes and wins the World Series? How about not playing 162? I'm cool with that too. I'm cool with going back to 154. You should play 125. Oh man. You want to end you want to end baseball on September 1st? Own playoffs, own it in September. Up against NFL football starting? I don't know, right in the midst of it in October. Yeah, but people, the 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 euphoria has, has left the world in September. You know this. The first two most bet, heavily bet weeks of the year are the first two weeks of the NFL season. Yeah, that's when everybody has money. People go bonkers. They love yeah. it. And they want to get away from that. Like they want no part of that. They want to be. They want to get as deep into the NFL season as possible. Right. So then people start paying attention to them again. I guess I don't know. I just, I, it's, it's looked at the wild card standings right now today. Did you see it? Mm-hmm. The whole division, the AL East is all right. in, except Baltimore, who's, who's actually playing playing there. well. Yeah, right, playing well. I mean, uh, Baltimore's playing well. Baltimore's not a team you want to bet against right now with the way that they're playing. It's, it's been pretty right. impressive to see what they've, the number one team on the run line this year. Goodness they're, gracious, they're playing well. So you're wearing the A stuff. Do you like the A's today? Yankees are minus three ten. It's absurd. The price is just ridiculous. minus three ten against the A's. Yeah, Montgomery it's to the hill. High. I cannot believe it's that high. So, are you um, on the A's today? Oh no, I just like the stuff. Okay. <laughs> no, I, this is an in gamer, right? Like this is a this is a wise guy play. Totals eight and a half. A's plus one and a half. You know, Yankees coming off another. Arguably the ALCS preview series, a long weekend of seeing some serious pitching. I learned as much from that series from what I saw, not about the Yankees. The Astros are right there. Right. They're right there. Don't sleep on the A's pitcher today, by the way. Right. Them plus a run and a half today would be a play if I bet it. But I have a bet on it, not that play, but I have a bet in this game. In better to book it. Ooh, under. Under what though? Under first five. Is that is that your move? We'll get to that under for under first five or under. How do you bet a Yankee game under? Man, that's tough. You can when the A's don't score literally against any starter in baseball. Worst record in baseball. Worst record on the run line in baseball, or not not the worst record, one of the worst records, but uh, a team that does not score at all. They are awful (laughs) offensively. They are an absolute disaster offensively. You're not really making a case for me to take the ace. Oh, no. I would not take the ace. (laughs) Betting the ace today is not a good idea. That is not a good idea. Betting the ace, the only, it's crazy. The Red Sox... Uh, sorry, the, the 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 Yankees and the Dodgers are both winning games at crazy clips, but the Dodgers are winning games every almost they've won 41 times on the run line. They're 40 of their 46 wins, 41 of them have come up on the run line for the yeah. Dodgers. That's dumb. <laughs> they, they don't just win, they win by and the Yankees don't really do that, but the Yankees have been an under machine this year, just yeah. like the Astros yeah. have been an under machine this year. Bullpen is tremendous. I mean, like the the both of those teams, you just said Houston and the Yankees. That's why they're where they're at. They're and they're winning games six runs. to one, six to two. Like they're winning. Yeah. The reason why it's going under nine, nine and a half consistently is because the books are afraid of the Yankee offense 
but the Yankee pitching keeps the opponent from scoring anything. So the game goes under, even though they're scoring four and a half, five, six runs a game. It's just so hard, like especially in the American League games for years, you never saw totals seven and a half, eight. Like it was always eight and a half, nine or or higher. And they're coming down. I mean, and it's a period of adjustment. And now Mm -hmm. we have no more distractions. So you might see some more aggressive openers where they'll start it at seven and a half instead of eight or eight instead of eight and a half. Like it's going to start to come down because now there's no distractions. Like when you're in the room, it's like, all right, I got to start watching baseball now. Like, you know, there'd be a hockey guy that's like, yeah, when's the next major for the golf? I'll watch the golf. Like, no, you're watching the baseball. Like, this is when vacations start. Yeah. All-star breaks next month. So people are planning out. And there's a couple weeks here where there's people watching baseball numbers that haven't watched a baseball game yet this season. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you do with Bryce Harper then? Bryce Harper gets a fastball up and in, breaks his hand. Blake Snell was really apologetic. Harper was, you know, saying, I know you didn't mean it, but he was really mad because he knew his thumb was messed up. He knew he was in trouble. Can the Phillies, I mean, is that it for Philly, for Philadelphia? Bryce Harper is done, reigning MVP, could be done for the year. Oh, man, we got some person in the chat, some one of these bots ads. They're already gone. I just booted them. My oh. man, Farrah's on it. Thank you for that. Um, Are they done? I mean, they're right there for the wild card. They had a great trip to San Diego. It was a re- I mean, I think, what did they take, three or four? I think they took mm-hmm. three or four this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, By the way, Blake Snell should be a, an absolute bet against every time he pitches. <laughs> He's lost seven straight starts. He he doesn't pitch poorly. He pitches well. They they don't don't score a damn run for him. And they lose. They don't hit when he pitches. There's no doubt about that. I had Phillies. I had even money on the Phillies in that game on Saturday before, you know, after Bryce broke his, before Bryce broke his thumb. But it's just one of those teams. It's one of those games. It's one of those starters. The dude is snake bitten. It's not his fault. He's pitching really well. Right. He's losing these games 4-1, 3-1, Like every time Snell's on the mound, they don't score a lick for him. I think it's wait and see with the Phillies. I mean, because okay. I did this. I made this mistake last year. When Acuna got hurt, Braves are done. He's it's hurt just, again. Can't, can't what, walk. He can't walk today after fouling a ball off his foot. This is what happens in this game. It's they play too many games. It's hard to stay healthy, right? And stay healthy at an elite level. It's getting hotter. Nobody wants to be outside. I mean, it's hard. It's a hard. It's a hard game to play. Um, as good as the Braves are, as good as the Mets are, the Florida's right below five hundred, but they're competitive. The Phillies losing Harper. I don't want to say it's done as, as somebody who wants to see them do good. we got a lot of people in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. might be Philly fans or holding Philly futures season wins over uh, that may be like, oh, can we get there? It affects all of it. I know I'd be moving a number today to go get some Philly money. Let's put it that way. If you were Bryce Harper and you know, you have a shoulder that needs to be cleaned and cleaned up, but if you do it, you're out. 
Do you do both surgeries at the same time or do you fix the thumb and then do the, do the shoulder in the off season? How long are we out for the thumb? Thumb is, they don't know, three to six months. It, it's really depends upon how the thumb responds. I mean, it's a fracture of your, in your hand as a hitter. It's a really bad injury. Damn. I mean, I asked the doc, I don't know. I get, I, I, it's Philly media is saying, do it all. Philly media is saying, look it, it's most likely you're not catching the Mets. You're not going to be one of the best teams in the national league. You got a busted thumb. Don't play around with it. The shoulder's got to get fixed anyway. Do it all. Like just go ahead and shut it down for the year and get both surgeries done. Makes sense. Makes sense. I don't want to tell anybody what to do with them. No, I'm just saying that, sure. that but Philly media loves to do that. So like, yeah, people, of course. Yeah. What, Would what you get saying, it done? Would you get it all done? Yeah. If I knew I needed the long, I mean, shoulders are so much, hands are funky, right? Hands are dangerous when it comes to baseball and like what, but like a hairline fracture of your thumb, you figure that's going to be okay at some point, like get the surgery done, you get it fixed and you're probably going to be okay. The shoulder you don't know about. The shoulder can be long term. It may take a while to come back from it. So I'd be more inclined to say, all right, if I got the surgery done now, I have eight, nine months before I got to worry about playing baseball again. So get everything done, get healthy, get it going. So I don't miss next year. So I come to spring training ready to go and we try to go at it and go do it next year. It's a big contract. If if it's, if it's, I mean, if it's three months, it's, it's almost the end of the season anyway for correct. Correct. That's why they think he's probably done. So he could come back in the playoffs. I mean, if you rushed it, right. But do you want to rush it with a guy that is your, you know, face of your franchise? And if you get the shoulder done, there's no rushing anything. You're not considered you're done. You're out. Yeah, shoulder. He he gets the show. I think it's a labrum. I mean, you get that fixed. Yeah. You're you're out six to t- no nine months. You're done. Okay. Huh. That's interesting. I don't. I I mean, I guess it sounds like I would get it done too. But I would consult with the doctor multiple times yeah. and be like, "All right, look, what do we got to do here?" Because as the player, he's thinking, "I want to come back as soon as possible, right? I want. I need to be here for my team. I was doing this just the agent thing, and it was working out. He ain't winning the MVP. That's done. The, that whole market's blown up. He was eight to one before he got hurt. So now you see adjustments there. I would be." surprised if like any books didn't just jack up all the Philly numbers right now, Mm. you know, go get some Philly money. That's the way I would look at it. Hmm. Uh, You mentioned the Red Sox. They've won seven straight. However, they are plus 154 today at Toronto. Oh, the best game on the slate tonight today. Not a bad bad baseball games today. It's yeah, let's. There's only two teams with winning records. Oh, there's only two games with teams with winning records playing each other. This Are is you one of them. discounting the Pirates and Washington matchup? Yes, today? I am discounting the Pirates and the Washington matchup. Yes, Baltimore and Seattle doesn't do anything for you. No, it's nothing for me. <laughs> After that, you know, fight and all that. Wow. Yeah, Told I you. guess Minnesota, and Cleveland. You're right. That's, it is I think that's the other one. I think it's the other yeah. two teams with, with winning records who are playing yeah. each other. Yeah, division so that's rivalry. It. Um, so Gosman's beat the, uh, Red Sox twice already this season. Mm-hmm. He's given up, I think like what, 
two earned runs in 14 innings or something when you go back and look against them. But he's in those games. dunk in the month of May. He's terrible right now. They have it. They've lost his last four starts. Yes. So I have a play. Is, in the, I have a play in this game too. It's the Red Sox. Yeah. First five. You're doing. You getting cute now? Oh boy. <laughs> See this guy coming. My Do you know boy. who the Red Sox have pitching today? Yeah, some kid making his <laughs> season debut. It's beautiful. He's been pretty good. Okay, his ERA is two point oh nine, WHIP of point nine nine. How many he, innings are we asking him to go today? Three, maybe. I mean, he's he's pitched fifty one and a third innings at AAA Worcester. He's been pretty. He's been pretty good. Oh, but he, he, say, where, where was he again? Worcester. I just love when people from there say Worcester. <laughs> I just love it. I love the Woo Sox. The Woo Sox. Is that like, what they're called? My favorite AAA name of all time now. That's what, that's, what, that's what they go by. They're called the Worcester, Worcester Woo Sox? No, they're the, they're the Worcester Red Sox, but we call them the Woo Sox. The Woo Sox. Yeah. <laughs> the Worcester, they're the Worcester Red Sox. You want to get into it, but oh, the Woo Sox. I, I, I love it. It's the greatest because uh, it used to be the pot. They're in Pawtucket, so they're called the Paw Sox. That was their nickname then. Right. They, they moved to Worcester. So now it's the Woo Sox. Pawtucket was like forever. Was yeah. that 30 years? Yeah. And they lost in- them. They, they, the ballpark, they would not build a new ballpark. And Worcester stepped up and said, yeah, we'll build you a brand spanking new gorgeous ballpark. And the Red Sox helped to fund it. Red Sox ownership helped to fund it, to build it. So, wow. yeah, it's a big deal in Worcester. It's a big project. My friend was the, was the general manager of the team when they did it. He now, he, he moved over to work for the Celtics now, but wow. he, he was, he was the GM in Omaha and he became the GM of the, of, of the Worcester Red Sox and they helped build the ballpark. The guy who catered my wedding, who was on the list of the barbecues, top 10, top 12 barbecue places. Oh, that guy. Yeah. yeah that yeah. guy, Brian Treitman yeah. has a, in the ballpark has the barbecue joint that's inside the ballpark. Why are we just finding this out now? Like we should be going back for a game. Like this is, you got the barbecue guy. It's Worcester. I've never been to Worcester. You don't want to go to Worcester. It's like going to Reno. It's like going to Reno. Oh, Worcester Worcester is a, is a pass through like to Western Massachusetts. Like, you know, you got the polar bear company, you have WPI, and you don't have much else besides, you know, you like polar you seltzer water, you like polar seltzer water. You, you now, like, you know, polar is the number one. The biggest employer is the polar seltzer water company. It's this big seltzer company. And then like, there's nothing else. It's Worcester. Like it's just, you drive through Worcester to get to Western mass. So I went, we went, took the kids last year. We, we went up to Reading for a game. Right. In Pennsylvania, not Reading mass. Reading PA. Yeah. And you gotta, you gotta, because there's, because people are gonna say reading, in, but it's reading, it's reading in Mass, it's reading in Pennsylvania, but because we're idiots in the Northeast, we don't pronounce it right, so it should be reading, but it's reading to us. But yes, You're right, it's spelled reading, but it's pronounced reading in both Mass and and Pennsylvania, both. Okay, fair. <laughs> but we went up there, and the kids are used to going to big league ballparks or the Aviator games mm-hmm. here, which looks like a big league ballpark, just a little bit smaller. I mean, the yeah. amenities are amazing and it's brand new. So they ain't never been to a minor league ballpark. And you go up to Reading, first of all, like you, you know, Reading hasn't changed in 30 years. Mm-hmm. It's 
you know, um, and the ballpark itself was like, felt like going back into time. <laughs> and the kids were like, this is it. I'm like, Oh yeah. I don't know what you expected. A bad reactor. when the kid says this is it. Yeah. Uh-oh. We got out of the car and they're like, this is it. And I'm like, yeah, we're not at Petco park. We're not at Fenway. We're, it's we're double A, right? Double A. Okay. Even worse. And we go. And then it was cool because, you know, Bryson was there and, and, Stop. Um, yeah. Brennan, Brennan, his brother. Yeah. We're, we hung out and stuff. So we got like the VIP treatment, you know, so we went out on the field, we took pictures, all kind of stuff. It was awesome, but it's just different. And like Worcester, how old is the ballpark? A year or two? Two, I think. Is it nice? Everything I've heard is gorgeous. Yeah. I haven't been there, but I've heard it's gorgeous. Right. I mean, the Red Sox are, are really spoiled. So the single A team in Lowell, the Lowell Spinners, has been largely considered one of the best minor league experiences in all of baseball. I lived oh. next. I lived next to the ballpark when I lived in Lowell, Mass. When I moved okay. back, when I moved back from from Iowa. That's where I lived. I lived in Lowell. I lived in a converted mill loft right next to the ballpark. So okay. I just to go tons of games, and it's awesome. It's been a big, you know, people in New England drive for hours to go to Lowell Spinner games. They really love it. But then Double A Portland is where my sister lives. Portland, Maine. Portland, Maine. Okay. That ballpark is unbelievable. And the players that have come through Portland, it's the who's who of Red Sox farmhands at Double A. Okay. And P- Pawtucket was the problem because they had all these nice ballparks. The single A, long season single A is in South Carolina. And that ballpark is supposed to be really gorgeous as well. But the problem in New England was that the Lowell Spinners was awesome. The Portland Sea Dogs were awesome. But the Pawtucket Red Sox stunk. Mm. So then they had to upgrade. And that's why they went to Worcester and built this great new, brand brand new ballpark now in Worcester. So now all the New England, you know, Red Sox affiliates in minor league baseball are all really fun. That's a hell of a, that's a hell of a summer trip, by the way, to do. You can do Worcester, Lowell, Portland, Boston. You can go to four days, four games. Yeah. Climb the ladder. Yep. You could climb the ladder just like a, that's pretty cool. (laughs) Single A, double A, triple A, major league baseball. Well, that was the problem here with Cashman Field for a long time too. Yeah. Somebody's triple A stop. It was, you know, between being the Padres, then the Mets, and then the A's. The ballpark was. How could you come here and play there? Like it just was like, so, so they built the new ballpark and it's, it's spectacular. spectacular. <laughs> it is so nice. I mean, it's still 110 degrees some nights and it feels a little hot. But it's funny. That literally is what the video for just the picks has is me in front of the stadium on just 110 degrees. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to be in the shade. There's, some, there's a lot of shade. The concourses are beautiful. Oh, yeah. There's, the Mr. refreshment stuff. options. I haven't awesome. been I haven't been in the, in the boxes. I've heard the box experience is incredible. It's great. It's yeah. great. Heard it's really 20 yeah. people can be in it. It's air conditioned. The food's really good. In the inside, outside, you can do both. It's it feels like a big league park. Yeah, I might, I, be, a, might be a good spot for a uh BVB ooh. just the picks kind of ball I game would, night or something. That could be fun. I would like yeah. doing that. Uh real quick on the college world series. Yep. So Ole Miss wins. It's another national championship for the SEC. It's really getting annoying. Is it though? I mean, because I'm an SEC guy. So I don't I don't find it annoying. I like it. 
I just think it's funny to watch win, the reaction. You have to win everything. Like I, I just think the reaction around the country is a riot. Like the disdain. You were you are either in the SEC and like it, or you flat out hate it, and you're I just sick. It. I mean, it's it's it's. I don't want to say it's the big leagues compared to everybody else, but I mean it is. It's mm. just it's so well, hard now they can do. pay whatever they want. It's just, I mean. Texas is going to the SEC. They just paid Arch Miller, Arch Manning, whatever they paid Arch Manning to go there. Oh, God. He'll be there for three years. Texas thinks they're going to win three national championships with the kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, he'll play, I think, one year in the SEC is what he's scheduled to play. If he stays for just three years. Is that enough to go in your mind? Oh, I got to bet Texas to win it all. Like, they're going to beat Alabama. Next year? Close. This year? Ever. I mean, I don't know about ever. I don't know. I mean, players, I mean, look what old look what Ohio State just did last week. Ohio State has signed the three of the top 50 wide receivers in the country for next year's recruiting class. So if you're a quarterback and you want to go play somewhere, where are you picking and where you want to go play? When you're going to have three essentially like first round talent wide receivers to go play with. I love so, what he's doing. Beast Ryan Day. Like, yeah, with yeah. becoming a place where you want to go to the league as a wide receiver, you want to come to Ohio State. Yeah. I mean, for the longest time, Penn State was linebacker. You mm-hmm. was just, you know, Running understood you. that if, yeah, if you want to go play linebacker in college, in, uh, college and, have a shot at going to the league, you go to Penn State and they still do. I mean, Micah Parsons is a hell of a player. I mean, for sure. So they still sure, are doing a good job of producing really high caliber linebackers at Penn State. Yeah. Um, the Arch Manny stuff, though, I mean, it's like, till I see it, put it on hold. But I mean, LSU's got a kid. I, I watched it. I saw it on TikTok the other day. LSU's got, got a kid coming in, same class. He's number two behind Arch. Uh, and he has a million dollars in NIL already. He'll walk into school with a million dollars. So what did Arch get? How, how much money did Manning get? I was talking to somebody. Um, Mike Blewett. I picked him up at the airport yesterday. And it, like, he was saying that stuff has to be disclosed. Correct. So we're going to find out mm-hmm. <laughs> if, but if remember now that it's all now that the stuff that was happening here is above board, they go down a level, right? So like it was always the family got stuff, the player, the mom, the dad will buy you a house. We'll buy dad's car, whatever it is, right? That, that that's how they got it. Yeah. Now that the family can be all the, openly on the take and get all this money, all these deals. The next level is, okay, what do you do with the, with the friends and family, grandparents, everybody else? <laughs> it just goes down a level. So there's still going to be massive cheating going on. It's just, they're going to go down a level. So like they'll say, Hey, I'll hire your grandfather. I'll hire your uncle. I'll hire your whoever, or I'll get your boy this. I'll give your family that like it's, Ooh. it's NIL is not stopping the cheating. It just makes the family can now, you're not worrying about the Reggie Bush situation happening to the family where they buy his house, they buy everything else, they blackball you, they throw you out of the university, you can't be, you take your Heisman Trophy away, like all the stuff that happened to Reggie Bush won't happen again. Mm. But it doesn't mean cheating is going to stop. No. It just means they, you know, like, hey, you know, 
I'm not saying the Mannings would do this because they have more money than God, but I'm just saying like they, they could go to like, okay, so Arch, you're coming in, we're giving you $2 million, but Cooper's getting this, Peyton's getting that, you know, Archie's getting this, like you can just kind of go through the whole family and make it, make it a whole family affair. Wow. That's what's so crooked about. I mean, it's, it's, you know, whatever. I, I like the kids that get paid. Bottom line is I like the kids are getting taken care of. Yeah. I like that they're getting to be able to use their name and likeness. I'm going to feel weird. The first time I see a freshman in college pimping a car dealership. I've not seen that yet, but that's coming, but that's how they'll get to these numbers. You know, these, I think hard. about the locker room. I mean, I think about just, you know, I went to school with a lot of those guys. I mean, I lived in a dorm with, you know, a lot of football players before they went to the football dorm and stuff mm -hmm. and, you know, got to know a lot of them and a couple basketball players, boxer, all this stuff. Cool. It's hard to be in that locker room and like, you know, there's going to be things that come up that never would come up before because of this. Well, that's why Miami did the whole team, right? Miami had that guy came in and gave the entire team 50,000 each. Didn't like, didn't I think you're right, but those guys were getting it anyway. Now it's just the, you know, hundred dollar handshake is now the $10,000 NIL deal. It, it wasn't always as obvious and guys would probably not talk about it. I mean, only with their closest confidence. Now, if it has to be disclosed and all this other stuff, like, Hey man, you're, you're making a hundred thousand dollars from that restaurant deal. You pay them a pay by, by our tab, yeah. pick up the tab. Well, if the, if the right. kids are smart, they're being trained to do that. That the coaches right. are saying, spread the wealth around, man. Don't yeah. like, like make sure you're taking of your care of yeah. offensive yeah. line, making sure you're taking care. Of, I mean, look, UMass, when UMass was in the final four in 1996, the entire UMass basketball team were they all drove around in red Grand Cherokees, brand new. Like we all knew what was going on. Like we all saw them. We all knew what they were going, <laughs> what was happening. Like, so that those things now would become up, would be up in, you know, it'd be, no longer hidden. They would have the UMass basketball team as the proud sponsor and it proudly endorses Jim Bob Chevrolet or Jim Bob Jeep from Springfield, Mass. <laughs> That's just what Jim they would Bob do. Lives there. Yeah, Jim Bob lives in Springfield. <laughs> he owns a, owns, owns a Jeep dealership. So like, that's just what they would do. So that's how they'd handle it. Now it's just sort of like up in the, it's all fair and you, know, you can come out with it. You don't have to hide it anymore. But yeah, I mean, I do think you're right. I do think there could be some real animosity and like, just like in an NFL locker room, if you pay somebody $30 million to play quarterback and you bring somebody in who is going to play, going to be making whatever four, the guy who's making 30 is going to play. Well, the same thing happens with recruiting. Like Arch Manning is going there. By the way, two years ago, Texas recruited the number one quarterback option in the country. And Arch Manning is going to step on campus and Arch Manning is going to be expected to play game one when he's there. So like it's Careful just what you wish for. It's gonna be, it's gonna, I mean, like it's good they're getting paid and all that, but, but like, they're it's you're absolutely right. Creates a lot of really interesting dynamics. And the SEC has been at the forefront of paying kids and cheating. So I, I like the fact that this I love now when can you say that because I think you know. I 
go for a fact. I've I know you know. sat across from me and told me what they got, like told me what they were paid. I was there during Albert Means. Tal, I, I mean, I was there during the whole scandal, staring down the barrel of the death penalty, the line that every Bama fan loves to ring up with the infractions committee and saying how biased they were because – you know, they went ahead and Albert Means never took a snap at, Nebraska, at Alabama, but he almost took down the whole darn university with him because he got $200,000 to go play at Bama instead of playing at Tennessee. And you ever want to go fun, go read Gary Paris's articles in the commercial appeal in Memphis about the recruitment of that kid. And that was, you know, at the beginning of my career, I was 22 years old. And that was like my indoctrination into college football going like, they paid the kid, what? $200,000 to play football? Oh my goodness. And people were like, you think that's and a lot of money? You were oh, a local. I wasn't you a local. Were. And they're like, you think that's a lot of money? You <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think it's a lot of money. They're like, oh, okay. You, you ain't just from so you around know. here, are you? <laughs> just, just so you know, that wasn't a lot of money. That was a defensive tackle. What do you think we play quarterbacks around here? Like, uh, okay. Like, what do you think they pay star wide receivers around here? Like, you oh, think it's a lot of money? That's a defensive tackle. Yeah. Like, he was a four star, by the way. It wasn't even a five star. It's a four star player. I was like, really? They're like, ah, yeah, kid, you'll learn real quick about all this. Oh, and then I got boy. in there and then I started to meet people and people were like, what'd you get? Oh, I got 50 K in my mom's house. Oh, I got 500 K in you know, two cars. Like it was like, yeah. Does the big 10 cheat? Yes. The big 10 cheats. However, the big 10 does actually have an academic standard. The big 10 does say we are an academic institution first and foremost, we love football. We love sports. We want to win. It's very profitable. We want to beat those guys down South. However, there's a certain bar we won't cross. The SEC is like, what bar? There's no bar. <laughs> We're here to win the period. Jim Bob's bar. Down yeah. yeah. We're here to win. Well, that's yeah. Jim Bob's bar is all full of people <laughs> at the end of the bar. And all they only say is, did we win? Okay. That's all that matters. I will never forget that first iron ball that I went to. I'll never forget the, the pregame show that I, the pregame bar I was in before I went to the game and the level of intensity. It was, it was, I was like, where the bleep am I? Like, this is crazy. Like people being separated guys, just like they lit literally, they thought they were playing in the game that it wasn't, it wasn't the kids playing like their pride, their, self-esteem yeah everything wrapped up in an 18 year old kid playing a sport it's it's crazy because sometimes when you place bets you get guys like that like in the book or well they were betting that was i i I learned that i learned in alabama just how prevalent yeah gambling was in america Uh because everyone i knew either was a bookie or had a bookie one of the two every it wasn't even like a question like it wasn't even like who do you bet with what parlay card do you bet with like what odds did you get what juice you pay do you get on do you get down early i was just like it was as much of an indoctrination into the gambling culture as any job i've had and how blah how the black market came in and how everyone was taking bets that's it it was it's and i was like aren't we is this like a religious state like what am i doing here like this is what are the baptists doing like shh <laughs> just, just, just come on now let's let's yeah. don't, don't let the wife hear that like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can do it at really like a game oh, saturday god so great so many great baptist jokes <laughs> about drinking and gambling it was amazing it was like wow it was such a unique part of the country to live in but god damn they can cook some barbecue though oh. they, they can cook some barbecue I, I, i'm <laughs> 
Joe, I, I got to make my order for football season soon for my Dreamland barbecue. Big, huge vat of Dreamland barbecue. Oh, Hopefully prices of ribs and brisket come down by the time football comes around. Sick of paying three to one when I should be paying for a brisket. Stop me from just making go to a game. That's what we should do. We should just go to a game. Sure. Go to Dreamland. Yeah. Just TJ, go. TJ can hook us up. I, I got I got a hook up in Tuscaloosa and Brian Denny. I got that covered. That's what we can do. I fly into Birmingham, which is always an experience, and then drive, but <laughs> or fly to Atlanta and drive over, but I wouldn't recommend it. Or fly into fly into to Jackson, Mississippi and drive over. There ain't an airport at in Alabama. In Birmingham, there is, but it's tiny. Flying back to Bama, th- that's what stopped me from doing it so many times. It's just a Birmingham. You can fly to Tennessee. You fly to Nashville. Like Vegas and Nashville is a better flight. And drive then, how long? Um, so Nashville to Birmingham's two and a half. So it's three. Three hours. It's like it, it's the way you used to have to go to Penn State. And a lot yeah. of people still do. You drive, you fly to Pittsburgh, or you fly to Philly and drive to State yep. College. Yep. And it's you can fly. Trip. You can fly to Atlanta and drive over. You'll cross through Auburn. Well, that's on the eastern side. You're going to cross through. So that probably is Atlanta to Auburn's an hour. Auburn to Birmingham is another hour. So two and a half to fly into there. Maybe we won't go. It's just tough to get there. It's it's what it's what's prevented me from going to a Bama game since I left. Is just how tough it is to get a flight in there to actually get direct. To go to Tuscaloosa. If Kendall's still in the chat, we'll have to ask ask Mama if I can go to Alabama or not. For- <laughs> yeah, it's a big old no. Uh, re- real quick here, a couple of things before we get to the circus sports schedule today. Um, did you watch any golf yesterday at all? Nope. Okay, so just real fast on this, man. It's a frustrating. Oh, I saw the highlights though. Okay, so you saw things. Oh. You gotta go ahead and pull driver on the 18th hole, oh. leading by one. Jeez, man. This is like, and I don't, I don't know what to make of this. Like golfers oh. continuing. We literally, we saw it at the U.S. Open where it's like, just take the safe play. Like just take a five iron, hit it into the, go make par. Make the guy behind you make birdie. You pull driver. You need to have a crazy thing. Matthew Fitzpatrick was able to get out of the trap. Tigala couldn't. Smack right into the lip. Bam. Just like blades it straight into the lip of the of, of it it comes back down then he's able to hit it hits it way past makes a double bogey on 18 leading the tournament by one if you had a Thigala ticket yesterday man i feel bad for you because you thought you had a, i think it was 30 to 1 ticket or 25 to 1 yeah. ticket you thought you were going to cash a big score yeah. just make par and instead, Xander Shoffley, who had played really well the entire weekend, wins the tournament by making birdie on 18. But my God, watching that going, man alive, don't take a driver out. And the, the broadcasters now are just like straight up like, this is nuts. Like, I can't watch this. Can't watch. <sighs> bringing everything in play, <laughs> drives it, hooks it left right into the green, oh, into a fairway trap. And the ball is up against the lip and he tried. He didn't want to. He could have just taken a pitching wedge and taken his medicine and made bogey. Nope. Makes double. It was, I watched the highlights. I watched it and I rewound it and watched it again because I was so impressed. He was talking about it after. And I love it with him explaining it. 
but you still can't understand like why didn't somebody just tap him on the shoulder and say it's like, the second time he's done it he's i been, know he's been leading it's the second so it's like that's where you need the caddy to have yeah, just 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 phil mickelson that. and bones had what was called a once a year veto once a year bones was able to tell phil you can't do this that was mm, only, only one I like time that. i like that and certain we times should imply, we should imply that rule <laughs> You have this show what, for topics. You can Anything. veto whatever you want. I'm vetoing whatever you're saying right <laughs> now. And you can, you you're like, okay, that's it. And so you need All a right. caddy who has the guts to walk over to you and go, hey, man, time out. Uh uh. Like, we're calling we're, it we're not trying to go for the green here. This is a bad idea. This I'm is, this take is a real, this club yeah. and snap it in my <laughs> snap it. So you can't hit it. So you can have that happen and everybody do the highlights that way. Or you can just put it back in your bag and hit the other club. PGA Tour rookie has had the lead on the 18th hole in two tournaments and has choked it both times. It's like get a caddy who has the guts to hold you down. Say, hey man, we aren't doing this because a win, because one win on the PGA Tour, if you changes win a PGA Tour tournament, it changes your entire year, changes your entire life. In a lot of ways, yeah. It's not to the money though; it's the exemptions that you got right. for all those tournaments. It gets you into the U.S. Open. It gets you into the Masters. It gets you into all these different tournaments, and it gets you qualified for the FedEx Cup and all the things you get to go ahead and do. Man, alive! I feel for the dude. <laughs> like, yeah, that was brutal. That's a bad. bad I didn't loss. see it live. I saw the highlights. So Xander got there. So that was yep. uh, that was good for. What? Grab that. Do you want my phone? Okay. Oh, iPad died. Yeah. She wants the phone. Um, yeah, it's iPad died. It happens, you know. iPad dies uh, and then Tagala, she comes in. died on 18. Yes, he did. Uh, All the tickets died. Xander got there. Odds on favorite. Talking about Xander. He got him 20 to 1. Yeah, he had pre flop. It was good. Props golf. Another another good hit for for, for Dubsy with props golf. Yes. It was cool. Um, so Deshaun Watson's hearing is tomorrow in the NFL. Yeah, And just real quick on this, the NFL is going for a year suspension and the NFL uh, asked for a year. That was their negotiation point. Okay. They're going to this trial tomorrow, this hearing tomorrow, basically because the NFL believes they're going to be able to get a year long suspension out of Watson. Watson's going to try to get for less. They're going to try to get for six to eight months, but there is a lawsuit that was filed by one of the women that is accusing Watson of improper conduct. She's now suing the Houston Texans. So she's going after the NFL and the Houston Texans. And this is also going to be the line of defense for Watson. Watson's going to say tomorrow, look, you can't suspend me for a year. I just missed one year. So now I'm going to miss another year when what I was doing was being helped by one of your teams. So you as the NFL can't imply this draconian suspension, no matter how nasty of what I did and what I did or not did not do you had a team, an owner that let me have these interactions in team facilities and offer NDAs to these women after what went down. So that's going to be the biggest hook to all of this is how does the NFL police itself when one of its member organizations was complicit in what Deshaun Watson is accused of doing? So I still think he's going to play. I think that's how he gets off. Excuse me, that's a bad term. Sorry. That that that's how he he, he that, that that's how he plays next year. Oh my! 
is by looking at the NFL and saying, the how is it getting very tangled? In yeah, because the Texans are in trouble here because they are involved and they knew. So it wasn't like, I don't know what Deshaun Watson was doing. What do you mean? He was doing it in his own time. Nope. Texans are heavily involved and now they're getting sued by one of the women for what happened with their knowledge at their facility. Mm. Bad deal. Have the betting markets moved? No. They won't either. Not until tomorrow. Once we hear, once we feel like what will happen, they could move a little bit. I'll wait for the betting markets. I'll wait for somebody to come in and bet against them or bet the no, or I'll wait for someone to bet the yes or win a division like all of a sudden before I go determining. Yeah, Browns are still two and a half points. Actually, that, that, that number's yeah. coming down. That number was three and a half. What game? game Browns, one? Panthers, week one. Yeah. But their so, odds to win a division, still a third choice. Yeah, that was three to the week one was three to one. So we'll see how that how that plays out. We'll watch that tomorrow. That's right. going to be a, a very interesting uh, situation. And I'm very curious to see how how that whole thing plays out. Because it, I mean, Browns are banking that he's going to play at some point in 2022, whether it's Appropriate or not, he may have a case to make, to be quite honest. They hope he has that he plays in 2022. Otherwise, 2022 is another lost year for them Mm. and the core and all that other stuff. Speaking of the Texans, the Circa Sports Million for Football Handicapping Contest is back. The most exciting football handicapping contest is back for one another year. Circa Million Four delivers six million in guaranteed total prizes with a one million dollar first place prize. Contest will not take a rake. That means they're not making any money on this tournament. Extra fees will go right back into the prize pool. Each player five picks in pro football against the spread. One point for every correct pick. If you have the most, you win at least a million. Entries are $1,000, max three per player. Test your skills this week or this year against the best handicappers in the world for your chance to win at least $1 million. For more information about contest rules and sign-up information, log on to circusports.com. All right, the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. Four and a half, juiced to the over. Minus 115. Okay. What's, what's your first guess? I haven't looked one second. Four and a half. Without without looking at it. Right. Don't need to look at it. Over. Okay. All you need to know. I just never believe that the the team's going to go three and 14 until they do. Davis Mills is the starting quarterback. I like that guy. Mr. Neck is the starting quarterback. Marlon Mack and Rex Burkhead from Patriot fame are your starting running backs. Brandon Cooks and Chris Conley are your receivers. John Michi out of Alabama was their first round pick. I like what we're doing here. That don't sound too bad. <laughs> okay. That sounds too bad. Those are all capable NFL players. Larry Tunsil is your left tackle. You got, you know, you got a, a defense of a bunch of no-name players. Derek Stinley right. Jr. is a kid out of LSU who could step up and play some minutes here, some snaps for them. Here are your here's your schedule for your mighty Houston Texans. Can we get to five wins here? <laughs> Let's go. Come on, Houston. Home on. opener, season opener. Yeah. Indianapolis Colts. Loss. At Denver. No, you know what? They could win that game. What? Put that. Oh my so, god. What's the point spread? What's the point spread? Six. <sighs> Let's see what the point spread is. Just be. under a touchdown, right? Probably Indy on the road. Seven Six. and a half. 
over a touchdown? Seven and a half. There's no way the Colts are not winning that game. Okay, I mean, Colts sorry, win, Texans, don't cover. Texans Colts are not win, winning. don't okay, cover. Fine, but Texans are losing week one. Colts win, don't cover. At Denver. Loss. At Chicago. Oh, early in the season. Lovey returning home. That's right. That's right. Oh, the beard. Loss. Home for the Chargers. No chance. At Jacksonville. Maybe. Maybe. No. Still own five. Bye week, five losses. After the bye, at Las Vegas. Nope. Home for Tennessee. That's the one. There's one. <laughs> There's one. They got to win a division game. There's one. Okay. I'll give it. I'll, I'll agree with you. It's a long shot of long shots, but fine. I'll give it to you because I think Tennessee is going to be down. So losing to the Texans would be on brand for the Titans. Thursday night at home against Philadelphia. No. At the New York Giants. See, this is the trick one. I think yes. I think they either win one. They either beat. They either beat Philly or they beat New York. Mm. Philly at home Thursday night football or at New York. Oh man, loss. Yeah, I'll take two wins there. Home for Washington. Win. Wow, I have a loss there. At Miami. Ain't going to happen. Awesome. Home for Cleveland. <gasps> What's the date of this game? Uh, December 4th. Win. If Deshaun Watson's playing in that game, oh my, Cleveland Browns, I, oh, I, it's, it's possible. Okay, it's possible. Oh, my gosh. That week, oh, my gosh. It's week 13, 12 games in. He gets a 10-game suspension, and he's playing in Deshaun Watson as the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns at Houston. That is possible. He'll be hurt. Hurt. They ain't going to let him play there. They ain't going to let him even come. What? I think he plays in the game. You kidding me? The ratings for the NFL? You kidding me? This would be unbelievable. Must-see TV. Biggest ratings of the year for the Texans and the Cleveland Browns. He's playing in that game. Loss. Watson's the quarterback in that game at Dallas. Mm -mm. Home for Kansas city Mm -mm. at Tennessee. Loss home for Jacksonville. Win four. Wow. At Indianapolis. Damn it. What if they don't need the game? Two and 15. Crazy man, it's four or five. Okay, I think it's five. They're the worst I think team in football. Get there by a waste of the worst team in football. I wouldn't bet it, but they're the worst team in football. Your record with Houston games is terrible against the Patriots, not against not you overall. Have been, we've been talking for years now. Every time you <laughs> get on the Texans, they lose. Every time you pick against Fair. them, they win. Fair. That's a fair. That's a, that's a fair assessment. This has been one of your bugaboo teams that you just. This is. I've seen. But that was with Deshaun Watson being the quarterback, by the way, which he one hundred percent will never be again, <laughs> ever. ever. I can't believe that Cleveland plays at Houston. Of course, it's the NFL. 
You kidding me? Brady. Oh, Tom How Brady does just, this keep happening? Tom Brady, Brady plays way. plays against the Patriots on the road. Seattle in week What's one it? is it's playing it? up against the, the Broncos. <laughs> they know what how they're do doing. they do this? They, they, they control the schedule. That's how. Man, they did a good job. Schedule mm-hmm. did a good job. Um, well, that's good. That's the first and only show, sports gambling show today, doing a Houston Texans season win breakdown right now. Oh, could you imagine if there's another one? <laughs> I feel for you. If there's another one, I feel bad for you. I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna find you. If you if if you're doing it, Houston Texans today on oh. June 27th, and I find you or saw what listen, if somebody else finds it, yep. text me. DM me because I got, I'll find them people that are doing a show. All right. Uh, should we say goodbye to Sports Grid now, Farah? Probably. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sports Grid, thank you. We appreciate that. We will see you guys coming up tomorrow after the Pat McAfee show. Appreciate it. you guys are on YouTube and Twitter. Stick around. More to come here for the Bostonian versus the book. All right. Props.com story of the day. Spencer's yes. got a nerfy. His favorite nerfy bet, no run in the first inning today. Orioles at the Mariners, late game, 10 o'clock Eastern time. No runs like or under. Whether you stay up late enough to even see this. It's late, right? Us. Yeah. So they, there's, by the way, Spencer is six and two on his nerfy bets on props.com. Really? Since he started doing these best nerfy bets of the day. That a boy Spencer. Six and two on this. Okay. So this could be something to take a look at if you want to bet on this. All right. Orioles Mariners. Uh, Spencer, George Kirby has not allowed a first inning run of six of nine starts. Tyler Is that George Kirby right there in the graphic. Yes. I wouldn't know George if I shook his hand right now. So that's Neither. good. Number facing up against Tyler for Seattle. Tyler Wells. I have no idea who Tyler Wells either. Right. He's not allowed a first inning in 10 of 14 starts. Damn. Baltimore is dead last in first inning run score percentage at 17.5%. Seattle is 14th in first inning run scored at 29%. And T-Mobile Park ranks last in park factor over the last three years, meaning it's hard to score a first inning run at T-Mobile in the first inning. Yes. How do you feel about this bet? It's not bad. It's minus 108. No run in the first inning. I like what Spence is doing. I, I'm, I'm, I'm betting it or booking it. I'm betting it with Spence. I would, okay. I, I, the no in the first inning, minus 108. I would venture to say that might sound like that might be favored, like minus 115 or 120 by the time the game starts. Okay. Interesting. So there's you like it. Oh, yeah. I like it a lot. I like it for a variety. I like the under the game. I like this. And our prop bet of the day from Bet Prep is staying mm. in the same game. Other pitcher, though. Okay. We're not going with Kirby. We're going Tyler Wells under four and a half Ks. DraftKings and Fandle. 14 games. Wells uh-huh. has not struck out more. He's averaging three Ks. Oh, and 14. He's never gone over four and a half in 14 games. The total's four and a half. Uh huh. What the hell's the juice? Minus 122. It's never gone over this number in his, his the whole always, season. 0 and 14, 2.9 average, 0 and 8 games on the road at 2.6 average, and 0 for 11 when his team is the underdog this year, 2.6. His last five games, he's gone 4, 3, 4, 1, 3. 
43413. Still not over four and a half. Yep. Why in the hell is this only minus 122? Wells is averaging four points, uh, four point six two innings per start over fourteen games. Uh, pitched six innings in a loss, but as he says, according to Dave Sherapan, trend is not our friend. Trend is our friend until it's not. I mean, this is this sounds like this is a wrong number. <laughs> I'd rather make this three and a half and go over a little juiced or yep. three and a half flat, four and a half. I mean, that's big. He's never done it. Mm -hmm. Another classic example of, I mean, it's not like no one doesn't know about this. This will be all over gambling, Twitter, Tyler (laughs) Wells, under four and a half Ks, but I like it. I I mean, the number should be three and a half. Mm -hmm. Never out of 14 tries. Ain't paying attention. You got to fix the number. You got to like this, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I tell you, I think like the game under, like the well is under. I like the no run in the first inning. Yeah. Man, I now I gotta watch this. Like, I thought <laughs> I you giving me a late game to watch. I thought I was gonna it's be seven able o'clock to for us though. Let's relax. Not, yeah. Let's not talk about it's late for us. It's seven. This is a seven eleven. Well, start, no, so. but like it's a bad like game. Yes, yesterday everything started um sports wise by like the Stanley Cup. Oh, five. Yeah. Five o'clock was the, yeah. but all the baseball was done. It was just golf was done. Cup. Everything there was, yeah. there was like one WNBA game or something. Cause I was down at the book and, oh. and I said, boy, it's, you know, it's, it's a light day today. It was like, everything starts by five 30. It's great. You know, cause usually there's always a seven o'clock game. So this is this, this is the seven o'clock West coast game that anyone I would venture to say East of St. Louis there ain't nobody watching this, but now you got a reason to watch it because you got to bet it. All right, time for better to book it. It is a celebratory week here for Pops.com. Oh. Friday is the debut of Just the Picks. Just. So we have a new sponsor for this podcast. That podcast is now being sponsored by Caesars William Hill. To celebrate this, Caesars William Hill, if you sign up for a new account, not in Nevada, where it is available, use the promo code JTP15, and they're going to give you up to a $1,500 risk-free bet on your first play, which is pretty ridiculous. <laughs> so you put in $1,500, you make a play, you can't lose. They give you the money back. If you win, you double whatever you want, you know, whatever the odds are on your, on your bet. So when you sign up for a William Hill account, JTP, just, just the picks, the picks right? 15 One for five. a $1,500 risk-free bet when One you sign five. up for a new account. So if you don't have a Caesars William Hill account, maybe a good time to go ahead and go and get one. That's the promo offer for just the picks. We're going to do it across the entire company for the week. Maybe the first two weeks to tell you all about it. Just the pick starts right now. You can go subscribe to just the picks. That podcast will begin on Friday, July the 1st. All right. Under four and a half runs, first five, minus 102, Yankees and the ace. Betting it or booking it. Mm. Blackburn's been good. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he has. And the A's do not score against starting pitchers at all. 
Why is that only 102? That's where it was last night. Ah, uh, okay. Last night number. Let me take a peek then. Jordan Montgomery going for the yeah, Yankees. That's good. That's good. That's good. You don't have to. I'm done. I'm, I guess. <laughs> Two four and a half pitchers. flat. It's going to be, it's going to go, it's going to move that way. It's, yeah, that's the right side. You think it's going to be four? No. I mean, some progressive places may actually think and do that, but four and a half is not even half of eight, right? Four and a half is half of nine. So it's already a good number. Yes, bet this. Yes. Okay. yes. Second play, Red Sox and the Toronto Blue Jays over four and a half, minus Ooh. 128 Whoa! in the first what? five. Wow. So it's Connor Seabold pitching. Yeah. I, I know you tend to like guys going in here, but Kevin Gossman's not been good recently. <laughs> yeah. And He's been very good against the Red Sox. Okay. But three, three, one, five, two earned runs. He's, I mean, against Minnesota at home, he lasted three and two thirds against the Orioles at home, two and one third. He has been bad at home. He has a ballooning ERA at home. It's a better pitcher on the road than he is at home. I'll book it. Oh, all right. I'll the book kid it. might oh. get lit up. I know. The kid this for the Red the problem. Sox. ERA for Gosman at home is 4.76. Not good. On the road, it's two. Correct. Where's the oh, game? At Toronto. All points to probably. Haven't most books gone to five? Uh, let's see here. Yes. Five so, under a quarter. I mean, what's the purpose? <laughs> five under to everyone's under five under 20. And uh, one is still at five under 15, but that's it. Yeah. So yeah, we'll book this one. All right. I like that one. I think it goes over. And then finally we have a very unique situation. We have the number two, run line team in baseball Mm -hmm. playing the dead last run line team in baseball, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Texas at the Royals plus one fifteen. Rangers on the run line, betting into booking it, laying the run and a half plus more. Correct. And Bubik was so good last time, right? He's been good for, he's been good for a couple of starts, starts, right? Yeah. But, but Perez, Perez, baby, we're we're playing this one. He's been tremendous. Yeah, he's been very good, and they seem to score a little bit when he pitches. Five and two, one point nine six ERA yeah, for him. Don't worried about him. He's and good. the wins for Perez. He's Steve's gone four and one over the last five, five starts, starts, and all four wins on the run line. Bet it. Bet it. Bubik, we've. I mean, we talked a lot about him more than I ever thought we would on this show. Teams four and one over his five starts, which is pretty remarkable. But three, or two, three, four earned runs given up over the last three starts for him. I'm going to take the bullpen, which is garbage for the Royals, to get hit late. And the Texas Rangers get a W on the run line. When's that promo start? Friday. What? It's live now. Oh, so people can take live these right plays and yes. take a you, shot. You can take a shot at 1500 bucks on run line Texas plus 115 risk-free bet right now. With a new Caesars account. It's live right now. 
Is this is this your favorite one today, or do you have one favorite? My favorite is the Yankees and the A's under four and a half. Under. Okay, that's my favorite. And that juice was low too. Minus one or two. Ideally, when you use the promo, guys, you want to try to use the lowest juice or plus money or plus money. Yes, yeah. that's I don't. I mean, and I'm sure a lot of people that listen to the show have already known that. You know that, but like for new people, don't use it use for a future. Promos. Don't do it for a future. Yeah. Do if you're going to bet a risk free fifty hundred buck, do it for a single bang bang return. Like, right. get it back. Take if you lose, then maybe pay the fifty hundred bucks on the future. If you want, you can do that. Right. You're you're already committed anyway. But I would roll with a single game bet. Yes, sir. Double your money. It's risk free. Yep. <laughs> a couple different ways you could do it. You could do it. Yeah, man. <laughs> if different things. Smarter minds can put together ways of making sure you would be profitable. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Like, just ways of using next? the promo. What? What's that? <laughs> I'm talking about. Why? I, <laughs> just saying. Like, just saying. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> they, they, smarter minds might figure out ways of making that work. That's, 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 all, that's all I'm saying. That's all Favorite I'm saying. thing about today is what? Two things. So we had the graduation party on Saturday. Which um, was a ball. So right. It was a ton, ton of fun. It was great. Oh, um, where did the wings come from? Uh, Wingstop. Brilliant. We're, we're, we're VIP. Oh, my uh, gosh. Members there. You basically. guys had four huge things of wings. Still got them. You want to come oh, over? <laughs> such a monster. I mean, my goodness just, gracious. It was just a lot of stuff. I so mean, we good. tried to tried to cover all bases. And you guys um, had Wingstop and you had a taco truck. Taco truck. Teferino. I mean, or, or El so Chino Taco. Yeah. El Chino Taco. That's what is it is. It flat top into your backyard. Like the guys was pro. Woof, El that Chino was Taco. Michael and Eileen did a great job. Um, they're following the show now. Good. They got a huge kick out of it. Their food is um, phenomenal. Their and carne asada taco was oh. amazing. Had way too many of them, um, but they did a great job. It was really a fun. That was our first time, like even just having anyone over. Your backyard, like, by the way, I didn't tell you, I didn't tell you, but your backyard looks immaculate. I mean, you guys did an incredible job with the backyard. Thank you. That looks was really good. good. Yeah. I, I, I sit there and stare. It just looks green and like it's yeah. nice. Beautiful. It's, yeah. And so, um, and that was another one that, you know, that was a lot of stress and like, it just kind of came to us. And then we talked to this guy and we drew a little square and map and then boom, it became that. Nice. So it's a lot of fun. We, you know, we broke out into the, uh, uh, cornhole games and then the mini ping pong table made its way back there. And then the music started when the kids and it got dark and it was a lot of fun, but that was a first like big thing where we did it. And it was just great. And, you know, people met you. You met my neighbors, neighbor Patrick, neighbor Dale. Red by the Sox way, everybody, Dave is, Dave is surrounded by Red Sox people. It's unbelievable. Surrounded by Boston. This was this was happening. The, the universe was telling Dave he has to be on a show with Bostonian in the name. They, <laughs> they, they wore the Boston stuff to the party. Yes. Like, well, one of them has a Red Sox I, tattoo on his forearm you can't Boston. miss. It's the size of a softball. Right. So, yeah, like, that's 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 neighbor Patrick right yeah. across diagonal across the street, and then Dale came over in his Boston Red Sox shirt and you know stuff, and I was like, "You're like another Boston guy?" Like, yeah. And then they got you side on the table and just start talking. It was great. 
But we saw some people we hadn't seen for a while. It was awesome. Mm. And then I just got alerted in the group, in the, in the live chat, that I'm invited to the Bellagio for lunch because everybody slept down at the Bellagio. They're doing a little staycation. Oh. So last night, the entire house, except me, stayed down at the Bellagio. They're swimming. They're hanging out. They're doing their thing. Great. That pool is awesome. Fantastic, right? Great pool. Yeah. So my favorite thing about today is that as soon as we say goodbye here, I'm going down to the strip to hang out hey. with Jess and the kids and Aunt Susie and Aunt Mary Jane and Uncle Larry and everybody else on them. Get out of the house. It was fun. We still got the balloons up. I don't know when all that stuff's going to change, mm. but it was a lot of fun. Very cool. Uh, for me, it's kind of just a basic. I had a really cool weekend. Your party was really fun to go to. Pamela Maldonado was in town, who we, we know really well, and the audience really knows her really well. I got a chance to, to meet her in person for the first time, and it was really odd because she and I had we've I've, I don't know how many different programs I've had her on. <laughs> Another never, one of the people that you've had on the radio program, but never seen her never met in person. Hundred percent, like year, like she <laughs> so she texted exactly. me, she texted me afterwards, and she was like, "That was one of the weirder things because I feel like I've known you for years, and that was like two old friends catching up. But I know it's the first time we've ever actually physically sat across from a table and talked to each other. Yeah. So it was, it's just weird. Like Lee Sterling was like that for I've known Lee for twenty two years now, and I've been in the same room as him four times. <laughs> in, in in 22 years so it's just people that i've known forever just through the, the media industry and people that i've come across so it was it was nice to, to kind of hear her and talk about what's happening with her and in, in college football you know she lives in in texas so just like talking about the excitement for ut football and she went to ut and like where that program is going and just kind of looking at it she's incredible with maction football and it just it got my juices going for tuesday and wednesday football you're going to have to suffer through that, Dave, because I love betting on Maction. So we're going to be all in on Tuesday and Wednesday betting Maction football. It's going to be so fun. So we're going to do that. And it just it got me to the point where we can say that we're 75 days away from the start of football. So, you know, cups, cups over. Yeah, I know you love your baseball. I love baseball too. But, yeah. you know, the show will be on vacation on July 18th to July 22nd over the All-Star break, by the way, just to tell you guys that going on just so you know we will be we will be on a week hiatus because there's nothing to bet on <laughs> like there's nothing to talk about nothing to bet on so we're gonna take the week off uh for that and you know now we get to go into the into the real the real fun so football season can't get here fast enough okay so my favorite thing about today 75 days away let's go he's dave i'm matt we are back tomorrow Hit the like button, hit subscribe, go like and subscribe just the pics as well while you're here. If you're on the YouTube video, you'll know it because we're going to have that video be on that video. Same place that you watched here for us, you'll be watching just the pics as well starting on Friday. Back tomorrow for the Tuesday version of the Bostonian versus the book.